a privilege to share a few words uh, with us and to share from God's Word today on this wonderful occasion of baptisms. It's always such a, a joy and a privilege to hear people's stories and to be part of their faith journey. And it's always lovely to have visitors as well, family and friends of those who are being baptised here with us. Baptism is quite a spectacle, isn't it? It's a very visual thing. Uh, a physical thing. Somebody goes right down into a, a pool of water. And that person who does that will never, ever forget it. It makes quite an impact on them. And actually, it makes quite an impact on the rest of us watching as well, seeing somebody declare their faith in Jesus in this very physical way. Thousands and thousands of people down the years have done what Jack and Jessica and John have done today, including many of us here in this building too. And on any given Sunday like today, hundreds of people in church communities all around the world will join them in being baptised. People get baptised regularly. And as long as there's water, people will get baptised anywhere. You can get baptised in uh, indoor baptism pools like ours, as we've done today under the floor. You can do it in swimming pools, which people might do if uh, their church doesn't have their own baptism pool, maybe. You can get baptised in rivers or streams. We've baptised people in the sea. In fact, we baptised Jack's sister Kitty in the sea at Selsey two years ago. There she is. That was that occasion, for example. It wasn't quite as warm in the water then as it is in here today, but that was in the sea. And there are more unusual places to get baptised as well. If you are a believer in Eastern Europe, you have to really mean it to be baptised. <laughs> I mean, where's your commitment, Jack, Dawn and Jessica, really? Come on. <laughs> I mean, when Andy's praying, it demands your soul, your life and your all. Who's going to do that next then, hey? And there are other more unusual places as well. Here is Gary Birch. He's a padre in the army, baptising people out on tour in the back of an army vehicle filled with water. So you can get baptised in different areas of the world. You can get baptised in any number of different places, as long as there's water. And you can also get baptised with completely different stories. Every single individual story of faith is different. Really great to hear the three stories today behind the baptisms, and as so often is the case, your words are more important than my words today. But what I love about baptism stories is that they always vary so much, and of course they do, because we are all so different as people. When anyone comes to be baptised, they're coming from a different life experience, a different background, a different age, a different encounter with God in some way along their faith journey. And that, that journey to discovering what faith is all about uh, varies so much. Jessica talked about coming back to church after the COVID disruption and that being a, a, an impact and a difference for her. Dawn was describing an early stage of saying yes to Jesus and also the impact of a, a youth camp just this summer. Um, Jack's story of eating the communion bread and was it about faith or wasn't it? And it was uh, as an early example of the beginning of a, a journey for him. You can get baptised in different places. You can get baptised wherever there's water and we all come with different stories. But the thing I want to share with us just for a few minutes this morning is the thought that actually, despite all that difference, there is always a common thread. 
And for all three here this morning, and for any of us who have been baptised, there's a common thread that weaves through the story of any Christian. And that is that while we might find faith in different ways and get baptised in different places, it's the love and the affirmation and the confirmation of God that we come to experience is exactly the same. That God's love for his children is the same. Whoever, wherever, and whatever. Jack and Dawn and Jessica and every Christian here has found and come to know something of the love and the affirmation of God. I want to read you some verses in the Bible from Matthew's Gospel where Jesus was baptised. You might be surprised to know that Jesus got baptised. The Son of God was baptised. We're going to read it together. It's Matthew chapter 3. If you want to follow it, it's on page 967 on the Bibles in your chairs. If you're not used to reading the Bible, that's no problem. I'll explain it to you as we go along. But have a look at this passage if you'd like to, and it's going to be on the screen as well. And this is the story of Jesus' own baptism from Matthew chapter 3, page 967. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So here is Jesus. He's the Son of God. He never sinned. He comes to John to be baptized. And John basically says, No way. It's it's you that should be baptizing me, not the other way around. But Jesus still chooses to be baptized. And Jesus says to John in verse 15 there, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Now that word fulfill in the Greek actually means to complete. Jesus has been perfectly righteous for three decades. And now was the time to fulfill all righteousness, to complete it. All those years in obscurity. And now Jesus was coming into public view And being baptised at this point identifies Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, the righteous one. And he's baptised publicly as his ministry is about to begin. And we then follow Jesus' example. Those of us here, we're not righteous. We do sin. We then do what what Jesus did. Jesus is baptised partly as an example for us to follow. He does what he then asks his followers to do. I mentioned in the introduction today that some of the things that baptism is about, I talked about it being about obedience, about about being cleaned up, about forgiveness, and about a fresh start, all absolutely true and important. And those things all point to our identity and affirmation about who we are in God, who he says that we are. And this is vital for every disciple of Jesus, that we know who we are in him. And there are two takeaway thoughts I want to share with you in the light of this story of Jesus' baptism as we think about affirmation and confirmation and declaration of God's love that we receive. And the first is a reminder that what's important is who I am before what I do. The Father says to the Son, This is my Son. 
I love him. That's what the father says. It's a statement about Jesus' identity, a statement about who he is. As soon as Jesus was baptized, verse 16, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. The spirit of God descended like a dove. And what happened? A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Here is my son. I am pleased with him. I love him. Here at Jesus' baptism, there is a public confirmation of Jesus' identity and relationship with his father. Before heading out into the work that he was called to do, with all of the hardship that was ahead, all of the rejection that was to come, with the the cross at the end of it, the father says first, before any of that happens, the father says first, he is mine and I love him. And one of the things that baptism does is it makes a marker in the ground about who you are. It says who we are. As we stand in those waters and are prayed for, there is a heavenly declaration going on that we belong to the Father. Bear Grylls, the adventurer and uh, chief scout, was baptised himself last week. Wasn't that good of him to get baptised in the same week that you get (laughs) baptised? Um, Bear Grylls is well known for his crazy exploits and his life of adventure, but he's also a really committed Christian. And uh, Bear got baptised, not in Selsey, but in the Jordan last week where Jesus was baptised. Here he is on his Instagram page, because everybody knows if it's not on the socials, it didn't really happen. And he says a really interesting thing. You can't read it there, but this is on his Insta page. It says, it's always been a, it had always been a dream of mine to get in the water that Jesus was baptised in by my hero, John the Baptist. The story is so amazing. And it seems that wherever Jesus went, new birth, new life, new vision followed. And various hashtags. Jesus brings about new birth and new life. We said today that baptism this morning is a symbol of new life, a new start. And what comes with that new life, this which is such an important thing for us with that new life, is affirmation. Affirmation of God's love for us. For Jesus, affirmation and acceptance comes before any achievement or any kind of ministry. He was loved and approved of before he did anything. Who we are comes first before what we do. Our culture pulls us to define ourselves according to any number of markers. We judge ourselves in a whole number of ways, in the approval of others maybe, how successful we are, what we do, what our relationship status is, the things that we buy, what we look like. We can try to work out who we are by any number of unhelpful markers. But all of these markers are shaky. They depend on factors that are always changing. And it's exhausting trying to keep up. I want to be loved and approved of. And so I need to be successful or I need to buy the right things or I need to be in a certain kind of relationship or look a certain way. We can't keep up. And we know deep down that we will never be truly loved, even if we manage to keep all of those exhausting cultural markers. Our identity is as children of God. And we can be secure hearing our father say, this is my child, and I love them, and I am pleased with them, before we do anything. And that's the common thread 
of these stories. We are loved first. First. Before we do anything, hearing our Father speak over us that he loves us. Loved not because of what we do or what we don't do, but because of who we belong to. And I just want to say to you here today, if you, if you don't know that love in your life, you can. Because the common thread of a faith story is that it's for every single person who puts their trust in Jesus. Your story will be different. The place you might choose to get baptised might be different. But the thread is the same, that God loves you and he's pleased with you and he wants you to know that. He wants you to know that declaration of love over your life and over my life. And the challenge for those of us who are already Christians, who might have been baptised perhaps, is to remind us of that truth and to live in it so that it changes the way that we live. (coughs) Jesus' baptism was the start of something for him. It was a, a commissioning, if you like. And that's my second takeaway thought for us. Who I am before what I do. And then being commissioned by this God who loves me. We receive the affirmation in hearing God's voice over us. And what that does is it shapes who we are and how we are to live in the world. We can choose to live in this new identity as God's child. Jesus' baptism was a declaration of who he was. And then it was an act of commissioning into all the things that God the Father had for him to do. He worked out his day-to-day life from a place of knowing that he belonged to his father. And that also can be our story too. The three stories we've heard today all refer in different ways to experiencing God's presence and work in their lives making a difference. Interesting hearing Jack talking about navigating a philosophy degree. That must have been quite a challenging thing with all the questions that threw up. But also that the presence of God in times of grief Jessica reminded us of the footprint story, this idea that God holds us in times of difficulty as he journeys with us. And Dawn talking about God's promise and his presence to her, his promise to her in experiences of anxiety and fear. God's affirmation and his promises, all of those things, they're all part of his commissioning for how we are to live. When I was baptised... It was interesting hearing Andy saying, you know, this reminds him of his own kind of commitment of faith. Me too. You know, you see this happening and it it brings it back, doesn't it? If you've been baptised, it would have done the same for you today. And when I was baptised, it was a really wonderful occasion. And I remember it really vividly, despite it being quite a long time ago. Um, And like the three today, I was kind of prayed for in the water to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And whilst there was loads of joy about being there, I don't think I particularly felt anything significant at the time. But one thing I do remember is that when I woke up the next day after my baptism, I I felt really different in some way. And I can only describe it to you that I suddenly felt for the first time in my life that I belonged. I had a reasonably unsettled upbringing and family relationships and so on. And it was like God was saying to me, you are mine, you are mine. And whilst that experience the day after my baptism was a really wonderful thing, the thing that's even more wonderful is that that has shaped the rest of my days. Not just that day, but the rest of my days. The way that I now love and serve God, I hope, 
is from a place of knowing that I belong to my Father, and that comes first, before anything else that I do. Who we are, before what we do, and then the affirmation and love of God commissioning us for the rest of our days into a life of love and service. There's this really lovely Trinitarian moment happening when someone gets baptised, when Jesus is baptised, I mean, because the Son is baptised, and the Father speaks, and the Holy Spirit descends. God, in all of his fullness, wants to touch and to bless. What a thought to hold on to. That God the Father speaks to us and affirms us. That we identify with Jesus as being this beloved child of God. And we can know the Holy Spirit's ongoing filling and presence as we, as we are commissioned into our front line to love and to serve. So here we are. Baptism happens in different areas around the world, in different places where there's water and with different stories. But everyone who trusts in Jesus can know the affirmation and confirmation of the Father that says it's who you are before what you do that matters and commission to live in the light of that love. So it's been wonderful to celebrate these baptisms and I do think baptisms can help us reflect on our own life and situation. And I just want to say to you, you know, if, if, if this has stirred something in you today, if you're thinking, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm a Christian, but I think I'd like to be. I, I want something of, I don't understand it all, but I want something of this love and affirmation in my own life. Come and talk to us, Andy or Tabitha or me or a trusted friend that you know. It's the, be, it's the best thing about what we do here is to journey with people. Please do that if that would be a help. It may be that you know you're a Christian and actually you hear this thing about obedience and you think, do you know what, I think I need to do that. There is a challenge here that if you are a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, that he asks us to be obedient to him in baptism. Come and tell us about that because we're planning to book in some more. And for every single one of us here today to remember who we are before what we do, to receive his love and affirmation again, and then be commissioned from that into serving him. So I'm going to ask the band to come back up, who are going to lead us, and I'll pray for us as they do that. Let's pray together. Just before we pray, actually, I just remembered I've got this little booklet. It's called, it's called Making Waves, a Survivor's Guide to a Baptism Service. Um, it was written by a local church leader in a different church not far from here, and it was written really to help explain someone who's come and is a little bit unsure what's going on. If you'd like a bit more of an explanation about baptism and why Christians do this, I've got a bunch of these. I'll be at the door at the end. Just grab one from me, and I'd love you to take that if you'd find that helpful. Let's pray together. Who we are before what we do. That God in three persons, he comes to us to speak, to affirm, to fill, to bless, to empower, to encourage, to declare his truth over us. Why don't you just receive that truth again? And we pray, Lord Jesus, that whoever we are here today, we would have heard this call and this challenge that we would respond to you in whatever way is appropriate for us in this journey of faith. 
Help us to go and serve you from this place today. To sense that commissioning, that we are loved. And from that place, you call us out to be your hands and your feet with others around. So we pray a blessing on Jack and on Dawn and on Jessica. And we pray a blessing on the person next to us and in front of us and behind us. Would we all know again the love of God in our lives, affirming who we are and whose we are. Amen.